Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. It is good to win, <laughs> good to overcome instead of being overcome, good to be a victor instead of a victim. You don't want to keep talking about how you're a victim of this or a victim of that. That's not who you are on the inside. You don't want to identify with being victimized. You want to identify with the overcoming Christ. Hallelujah, who lives in you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Not the fear of failure, the hope of glory. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom with us, and let's release faith right now to hear from Him. His words are life-changing, life-giving. Father, we thank You so much for the opportunity to come together over Your Word, and we ask for the, uh, the quickening of Your Holy Spirit, for the utterance, the anointing, the illumination of the light of your truth, of your word. We ask for answers today and help and direction exactly what you know we need. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Look in our great textbook, the Bible, at Mark chapter 8 again. We're continuing in our study, our series that we're calling Faith for Healing. In faith school, <clears throat> We talk about faith. And uh, we camped out in Hebrews 11 for weeks and weeks just looking at what faith is, what it looks like, what it sounds like, how it comes, how it's developed, how it's released. And that's all available to you. You can go faithschool.org, faithschool.org, and it won't cost you anything. You can get all these previous lessons. And now we have begun one by one studying the individual cases of healing in the ministry of Jesus because the word about healing will feed your faith for healing. And so uh, we're down now to number 12, the healing of the blind man at Bethsaida. And let's read again in verse 22, Jesus had come to Bethsaida and they bring a blind man to him and besought him to touch him. We saw how that your friends and your family can help you to get to the Word, get to ministry, get to a place where you can hear and receive. But they can't receive it for you. There come a point where it's, it's your choice. And uh, he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And then he ministered to him there outside, if you, we could say, the city limits, out of the town. Now, we, in previous lessons this week, we, um, we saw some reasons why that would be. 
without turning there in Matthew 11, we saw in verse 20 that Jesus upbraided some of the cities where his mighty works had been done because they didn't respond correctly to have been, having been a witness of such power manifestations. He's, and, and he mentions, woe to you, Chorazin, woe to you, Bethsaida. That's this town right here. For if the mighty works that were done in you had been done in Tyre and Zidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. So he's saying if this had been the meetings that had happened here in your town and the miracles that had happened had happened at these other towns, they would have changed. People would have got saved. They would have given their hearts to the Lord. They would have made radical changes. But apparently then these folks in Bethsaida and Chorazin, they didn't. They were like, okay, we saw it. Next, you know, they didn't change. Um, when we behold, like in a mirror, the glory of God, it changes you. Amen. When you receive it, when you believe it, when you respond to it. But that doesn't have to be the case. You can turn away from it. Like James talked about, that you can look into a mirror, but then you can forget what you saw. You can turn away. And so everybody on the planet, regardless of their background or their people or whatever, are getting opportunities to respond to the Creator. Even if you were born into a family that's worshipped idols for 10 generations back. Still, the Bible tells us that God, His eternal power and glory, even the Godhead, is revealed in the things that He made. If you want to see God, don't just grab some dusty book on theology. <laughs> if you want to see God, look up in the night sky on a clear night. That's God. Look across the horizon at the Pacific Ocean. Look at the mountain ranges. Uh, even in its fallen, cursed state, God didn't make it that way. The earth has become this way because of sin and the curse and death. But even in its fallen state, there's so much beauty, right? There's so much grandeur what must it have been like before the fall? We're going to find out because the Lord is doing a new heavens and a new earth in the future for those that will be with Him, the Scripture says. But that's where you learn about God. You, not just some men's traditional ideas. And you can tell, you can tell what's God because there's life in, in Him. There's joy, there's excitement, there's, and there's peace and strength. But uh, even though you hear and see some things about God, you don't have to want more. You don't have to be hungry for more. You can hear the greatest message on salvation in the world. And you can be moved in your heart, and you can still say no. I don't want to do any of that. And you can walk out of the meeting lost. 
because God has truly given us a free will. Because of this, uh, regions have spiritual, um, oh, what's the word? They have a spiritual blanket, if you will, over an area of influence. And here, the Lord is talking about towns that didn't respond right to what they saw and heard of God. And on this occasion now then, that they bring this man in this town area of Bethesda, first thing the Lord does is grab his hand and go out of town before he would minister to him. We saw back in Mark 6 some real reason why. Even in his own hometown, he could there, Mark 6, 5, he could there do no mighty works. Now, religion won't even acknowledge that. Religious tradition will say, oh, no, no, no. Jesus could do anything he wanted, anywhere, anytime. Then you don't believe the Bible, friend. Because it said he couldn't. Mark 6, 5. Are y'all with me, class? Do we believe the Bible or not? He could there do no mighty work. We'd say he couldn't. He was limited. You know, the psalmist talks about that. What, Psalm 78, that the people turned and limited the Holy One of Israel? Can you limit God? (laughs) Well, you can't limit Him from being who He is, but you can limit Him in your life from what even things He wants to do in your life. Go with me, if you would, to Genesis, the uh, 12th chapter, and notice this. We we see that faith affects the environment, and also unbelief affects environment. It affects whole regions. You know, if uh, if you'll pray some and walk with God and develop, you can sense things in areas. <laughs> you, you can come into a place and get off the plane or out of the car or whatever and and place you hadn't been before and you can sense spiritual influence. Now, you know, don't get goofy about that. It's just reality. There are places where people, people say, well, they're, they're very, very conservative over there. Well, that can mean different things. Some, to some people, they're, they're talking about being stingy. <laughs> they're, they're real stingy. Or they're, they're, they're very open-minded over there. And that can also mean they're just anything goes. Everything goes. And uh, you, you'll hear people talk about this is not something that people dispute. People acknowledge that different areas have different attitudes. Right? And different inclinations. And that's because of spiritual influences. Everybody say it out loud. Spiritual environment environment matters. matters. It matters. In Genesis, the 12th chapter, we see one of the earliest revelations about this with God's chosen man, Abram later called Abraham, who was called the friend of God. Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get you out 
of your country and from your kindred and from your father's house. Very specific. And unto a land that I will show you and I'll make of you a great nation and bless you and make your name great and you'll be a blessing. But notice before the blessing, what do you have to do? He had to leave home. Can you see that? Yes. Not just leave the block. <laughs> huh? Not just leave the town. Right? But leave the country. In this case. Why would he tell him that? Why? Because spiritual environment matters. Spiritual influence matters. You know the, the proverb says. He that walks with wise men shall be wise himself, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. Does it matter who you hang with and who you run with? And was it 1 Corinthians 15, 33? I believe it is. It says, evil communications corrupt good manners. Now that's King James, but what's he talking about? Uh, associations, bad associations Will, will result, can result in you uh, a, a good way of life and, and good manner of life being corrupted. Being corrupted. Whoever you're around, whatever you're around, it's going one way or the other. Either you're influencing them and they're changing, or they're influencing you and you're changing. Right? And to think that you can be immersed in gross unbelief and blasphemy and all this junk all the time, day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and it not affect you, is to be dreaming. And you, you, the more you grow in God, you just it's hard for you to bear that stuff. Right? I mean, I do not want to hear Somebody blaspheming my good father. Are y'all with me, class? I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I love my natural father. He's in heaven and is a good dad to me. And I wouldn't want you uh, slandering his name and saying bad things about him. And how, He's just a natural man. How much more my perfect father, who's never done anything wrong, and then for people to tell me that the Bible's a lie and, 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 and mock and make fun of Jesus and, and all these kind of things. I mean, you, when you're right with God, you don't want to hear that half a day, much less your whole life. Right? You don't want to be around that. You don't want to hear that. It irritates you. It bothers you. It can vex you. So the question is, why do I have to live next to that? Right? Why do I have to live in that? Why do I have to hear that? And um, why do I want to go to a church that tells me the Bible's not true? Right? That tells me that these things that I'm looking at and, and, and just building my faith and help, well, no, all that's passed away. Well, where did it say it's passed away? No, that's not for everybody. Where does it say it's not for everybody? Come on, you see what I'm talking about? Yes. You're foolish. I don't care if the last four generations of your family went to that church. Did it rob them too? Has it been robbing the last four generations? Huh? There are times and situations where you're going to have to separate from that in order to get what you're hungry for. 
in order to get what you know God wants you to have because this continual evil influence is robbing you. A little bit of faith comes in you and they come along and try to snatch it right out of you. Can you see that? And there is, there's preaching going on right now. I mean, you can listen to me tell you it's God's will for you to be healed and put faith in you. And if you want to, you can turn to another channel or you can click on something else or go to another church and they can try to tell you that it's not right. But where's the, is it Bible? Where's the scriptures? And you know in your own heart, a born again child of God has a witness to the truth. Right? And a lot of people, they go to places that even in their heart they know is not right because it's easy. It requires nothing of them. They can go for 20 minutes and tolerate it and check the box. I went and feel like kind of salve their religious conscience that they're being a Christian. But that won't get you healed. It won't get your bills paid. Come on, are y'all with me? It won't get you delivered and set free. I don't want something that just looks nice in calligraphy that I can hang on the wall. I want something that works. How about you? If it's real, it works. If it's God, it works. How many can read in what Jesus was doing? It worked, buddy. Right? I mean, he got results. And he's the same. Yesterday, today, forever. He hadn't changed. And he's no respecter of persons. But notice, with one of the greatest patriarchs, he's called the father of faith. He's called the friend of God. And what's the first thing he does with him? He says, you've got to come out of there. Right? Read it again, verse 1. The Lord had said to Abram, get you out <laughs> of your country. <laughs> And, and, from all you can folks. It's not all right to just take all you can folks with you. Hmm? Why? Well, doesn't God love my can folks? Sure he does. But he knows if they're not going to change. Right? And he knows if they're not going to change, then they'll keep sucking you back in. They'll just keep pulling you back in. Do you remember how the Lord warned the Israelites that he delivered out of Egyptian bondage as he's about to bring them into the promised land, that they must not tolerate the peoples of the land, the Canaanites. Remember that? They must not intermarry with them. And this had nothing to do with racial stuff. This was, He said, they will lead you away from me to their false gods. Can you see that? Yes. And did it happen? It happened over and over and over and over again. Why? Because spiritual environment matters. These influences matter. Now, you're in the world. You can't just get away from everything. And, you know, you can go to a, a desert island somewhere, just you by yourself, and you can be depressed there if you want to. It's, <laughs> spiritual influences are everywhere. So what's the solution? The solution is that God has placed everyone in the body as it has pleased Him. And He has joined us to different parts. It's ordained of the Lord where you go to church and where you live and who you're around. Now, a lot of people, they, they make their decisions 
based on their parents telling them what to major in. They make their decisions based on where they can make the most money. They make their decisions based on all kinds of things with nary a consideration about the will and plan of God. So they're going to be around the wrong influences their whole life and their life's not going to go right. But you've got to be willing. One of the reasons Abraham's in the book. Are y'all with me? Can anybody see why, why this man's in the book? When God says, pack your bags, I want you out of here. I mean, I want you out of the country. Next thing we know, what's Abraham doing? He's gone. Is that right? He has, he has left the country. Not even knowing his ultimate destination. <laughs> is he a man of faith or is he a man of faith? And we're still talking about him today. Because God did, was God able to get him to the right place and into the right place and into the right place. And I mean, his life was ordered by the Lord. Now, there was somebody that went with him, that he let go with him, Lot. Remember that? And Lot became rich by his association with Abraham. And yet, when he became affluent, and it came time for him to make a choice between him getting the best resources or staying with Abram, he made the wrong choice. And he picked the well-watered land and separated from the one God had privileged him to be associated with. How many understand that the biggest thing that Lot got by being with Abraham wasn't cows and goats and sheep. How many would understand that? He obviously didn't understand that. But the biggest thing he got, he was under an influence of a man in covenant with God. He, he could watch faith up close, right? Was he being affected by the influence of faith, being around Abraham? Oh, man. Well, that's how he got rich. But then we see after he left Abram in 1312, I believe it is. Well, verse 11 says, Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan. This is 1311. And Lot journeyed east and they separated themselves the one from the other. Worst mistake Lot ever made. Did you know the enemy is always trying to separate you from those God joins you to? That's why you see so much uh, strife amongst church people and you see so many churches that wind up splitting off and so many people that wind up why? Because God finally got them where they were supposed to be where they can grow and develop like nowhere else and they start to develop and you'll see people you can, you can hear the excitement in their voice when they find the right place, when they find the right church, when they find the right group, they're like, oh, God, I knew when I walked in the door. Oh, oh. And sometimes a year later, they get mad about something. Somebody didn't do what they wanted to do or the, somebody preached something they didn't like and they get offended. And they, Does that sound familiar? That That's what they did with Jesus. And so they unhook and they leave. They were led in by the Spirit. They were led out by an offense. And how many understand if you're being led by offense, you're not being led by the Lord. You're not being led by the Holy Spirit.
And so you see people like that. I've seen it. It's sad. They go over here for a while. And then that didn't make it. They go over here for a while. And they go over here. And next thing you know, you get started leaving things because you don't like it. It can get too easy just to leave anything. You can leave your job. You can leave your marriage. You can leave your family. You can leave this, leave this. Next thing you know, you've wasted 30 years. You're lonely. You got nobody. You got nothing. You've started over 25 times. How many understand this is missing God? That's not God's plan for your life. But you can do it if you want to. What you got to do is make up your mind, no, the Lord sent me here, and I'm staying unless and until He tells me something different. Come on, are you all with me? Yes. And, and He'll grace you, and you'll get past the bump in the road and probably grow up a little bit and realize how much of a baby <laughs> you were being by getting your little feelings hurt on every little thing, you grow up some and realize, oh, you know, Phyllis and I have talked about this, my wife and myself, there, uh, we had the privilege of being associated with uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin and his wife, Miss Aretha, and their ministry and, and some others. But looking back, we, we were with them for 20 years. And there were multiple times during that 20 years we could have left, you know, and I don't care who you are with and where you're at. You can always get to looking around and think, well, you know, what if I did this? Or what if I tried that? Or, you know, I think maybe I might like this better. And uh, the what ifs is not being led by the Spirit. And because we stayed, oh, there were some great things that happened in the latter part of that time. You're looking back now and you think, oh, man, if we'd have left you know, five years early or two years early, you'd have missed all that. And the only way you're going to get God's best and His full measure is to stay hooked. Amen. Go where He sends you and then stay where you're stationed. Say it out loud. Go where He sends you and stay where you're stationed. Hallelujah. And the enemy will do his best to sever you from that, to offend you, to get you upset, mad, hurt, whatever. He will do his best. And just because somebody even mistreats you there does not mean that God released you to go somewhere else. <laughs> Are y'all with me? See, people just say, well, I don't have to take that. Who's your Lord? There's been more than one time in situations uh, over these 40 plus years, I've gone to the Lord and put in a request for a transfer. <laughs> and it came back. Denied. <laughs> now, who's my Lord? Right? Am I running my own life? Or am I going to yield and submit to Him? And I'm so glad that in, in time after time He's helped me to, helped us to stay hooked. And oh, just a short time after that, you see why the enemy was trying so hard to rip you out because great things happen. Promotions, blessings, opportunities. God's a good God, but you've got to stay hooked and you've got to stay all the way. Our time's up again today. Say it out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I'm strong in faith giving glory 
to God. There's more to learn about this. Come back with us tomorrow. We'll see you soon here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.